Well, thank you very much for having me uh, today and for interrupting uh, your day to come and listen. I'm actually a Baptist and not a Presbyterian. <laughs> Although Hamilton Road Presbyterian are looking for a new minister, so unless that's a word of prophecy, that uh, although some of my colleagues here from the Baptist world would probably disown me if I was to defect uh, to the Presbyterian camp. But thank you so much for having me. And we're here to look, as we heard in our reading, at the third commandment that you must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. So I've entitled um, this little study this lunchtime, the name that is above every name, the name that is above every name. And I want you to think particularly in terms of application that you carry the name of the Lord Jesus Christ into your workplace. So as we consider what the name of Yahweh meant to uh, the people who had been uh, saved by grace out of Egyptian slavery and bondage. We who have been saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, not just bear the name of, of Yahweh, but we bear the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are Christians. We are little Christ. We are those who carry Christ into our workplaces. But it's fascinating in our own culture how many people are trying to make a name for themselves as a Big Manchester United fan. I know there's some Chelsea fans in here. It's amazing even when some players score, they will literally point to their name because their name is not just their name now, it's their brand. And so for them, they're making a name for themselves. They have Instagram accounts. They have a whole brand identity to make a name for themselves. We have three children, and I remember choosing the names. Well, ultimately, my wife Jenny chose the names, but we, we looked at many, many different forms of names and how to get them and where should you get them from and what does it say about them. But, but ultimately, my three children, the name is significant, but it's not that significant. It's actually who they are. So when we consider the third commandment, we actually discover that the name of God, the name of Yahweh, is actually more than my name, it's more than your name, it's more than any of my children's names. Because it actually describes God in his inner essence. For the Hebrew people, when you were given a name, it wasn't just a title, it was a description of who you actually are. And so when we're encouraged in the third commandment not to misuse the name of the Lord God, we are not wanting to misrepresent the very character and the very essence of God who is self-existent, self-sufficient, sovereign, and the one who brings salvation. So as you carry the name of the Lord Jesus Christ into your workplaces, you're carrying in many ways the very identity of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A few quick points at Hamilton Road. They say they're never quick, but here we go. As we consider this theme, the name that is above every name, firstly, God's name is important. As you go into your workplace as a follower of Christ and one who represents our God, his, his name is important. It was interesting when Moses is told that he has to go to Pharaoh 
and tell Pharaoh that he's got to let all of his free workforce go. Imagine saying that to your boss. Could you just let all of the workforce go? Moses engages with God. Let me read it to you in Exodus 3 verse 11. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. This will be the sign to you that is I who have sent you. And when you've brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what's his name? And what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. You see, the name of God was so important. He said to Moses, tell them I am has sent me to you describes who he is. As we've heard, he's self-existent. He's sovereign. He's the one who brings salvation. So his name is so important because it's the gateway for us as Christians to understand who he is. We know then the name of Christ. His name means salvation. We as Christians or little Christ bringing Christ into our workplaces because it's not just our identity, but it's a gateway to tell our colleagues who we actually are. We are those with the identity of Christ. The name of God is absolutely important. Secondly, God's name must not be mistreated. It's absolutely important, but it must not be mistreated. Listen to the ninth edition of the Oxford Concise English Dictionary that uses the word Jesus in its entry, and it says this. The word Jesus defined An exclamation of surprise or dismay. That's the first definition. The name Jesus. An exclamation of surprise or dismay. And then really as a footnote, he's also the name and founder of the Christian religion. How many times have you heard your colleagues mistreat the name of Jesus, the name of our God? Because for them, he does not exist. He's merely a a form of fiction. And yet, for those of us who bear the name of Christ, his name is so significant that it speaks of us of who Christ is. And in the Old Testament, as the people of God were to bear the name of Yahweh, it was to have a missional impact. It wasn't just that they would be the followers of Yahweh, but but that they would be the people of Yahweh, that they would be a light to the nations, bearing his name. Listen to Isaiah 49, 7. It says, I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that you might bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. Again, this missionary name of God, Malachi 1, verse 11, my name will be great among the nations from the rising to the setting of the sun. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to my name, because my name will be great among the nations. Do you see the significance of his name? 
It must not be mistreated because it is so important. Describes him as the one who saves. Yahweh is salvation. And you, as you go into your workplaces, are those who carry the name of Christ. His name has been misused and it's been mistreated all through the Old Testament. It was mixed up in sorcery. It was mixed up in false prophecy. It was mixed up in false oaths. And so God writes to his people in Exodus chapter 20 as he gives these 10 words to Moses. He says, Exodus 20 verse 7, For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. It's fascinating when you read the second part of this commandment. God doesn't specify what the judgment will be. Some of you in the workplace might have a boss who said, no, I wouldn't do that. But they haven't actually specified what they would do if you actually did that. But this is such a grave warning that God says, look, you, you can't mistreat my name. You can't misuse my name because if you're doing it, you're actually misrepresenting who I am in my inner essence. There's lots of people who in our current culture and our current workplaces regard themselves as spiritual people and they might throw around the name of God or, or Jesus perhaps even, but, but they're actually not following who God is in his inner essence. They're actually not following the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in our workplaces, God's name is really important. In our workplaces, God's name must not be mistreated. But thirdly, in our workplaces, God's name is magnificent. His name is magnificent. I love how, it's one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 8, verse 1. David, perhaps looking up into the skies, he said, O Yahweh, our Adonai, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Because probably he's looking at the sun and the moon and the stars which God has set in place. And as he looks at all these things, it reminds him of the self-existence of God, the creator God, the majestic God, the all-wise God, the omniscient God, the omnipotent God. He looks at creation and it's his gateway to see how great God is. He's magnificent. His name itself reminds us of his magnificence. Again, Psalm 106 verse 8. He saved his people for his name's sake to make his mighty power known. His name is magnificent. It's even interesting the Lord Jesus as he's teaching us to pray. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, he says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. His name is magnificent because it describes who our God is in his inner essence. The psalm is bursting with the magnificence of the name of God. Psalm 29, verse 2, ascribe to Yahweh the glory due his name. Psalm 66, verse 2, praise to his glorious name forever. Psalm 72, verse 19, praise the Lord, O my soul, and all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. It's magnificent. And perhaps Paul, as he was considering the name of God as a 
devout Jew before he met the Lord Jesus on the Damascus road. He writes to the church at Colossae, Colossians 3 verse 17, and you can take this into your workplace today. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. You carry as Christians the name of the Lord Jesus into your workplace. And his name is a gateway to who he is, Jesus. He is salvation. God's name's important. His name must not be mistreated. His name is magnificent. But fourthly, and perhaps interestingly, God's name brings beatings and blessings. It brings beatings and blessings. Because you know as you go into the workplace, not everybody loves the name of the Lord Jesus. Not everybody loves the name of our God. And so in the New Testament, we consider one little story where it did bring beatings and blessings in Acts chapter 19, verse 13. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, they were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus, I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. So to incorrectly use the name of the Lord Jesus brought this particular Jewish priest a beating. But, but consider the blessings. What, what else unfolds in this story? Consider the amazing transition. Acts 19 verse 17 when this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear. And listen to this. And the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Isn't that amazing? In the market square? In and around the synagogues in Ephesus? A city full of idols, a city full of philosophy, a city full of many different secular roads to travel on. The name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Sometimes you might experience real difficulties bearing the name of the Lord Jesus, not misusing his name by living out the very life of the Lord Jesus. But it brings oppression, it brings difficulties. But in this passage in Acts 19, it brings a blessing. Listen to how the story ends, Acts 19, 18. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed their evil deeds. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. And when they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. And then this amazing conclusion. And in this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. Because men and women bore the name of the Lord Jesus. See, the name of God is important must not be mistreated. It's magnificent. It bears beatings and blessings. But lastly, God's name will cause every knee to bow. Because as you know, there will come a time when you will retire, whatever age that will be, and you'll leave behind working in inner city Belfast, and you'll leave behind 
perhaps some of those difficult colleagues, some of those wonderful colleagues. But consider the trajectory of where the Bible's going as Paul bursts out in praise in Philippians chapter 2. It says, Therefore God has given Jesus the highest name. He's given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So could I encourage you now, as you maybe discuss with uh, the person beside you, as you go into the workplace, consider this third commandment that it reveals to us that the name of God must not be mistreated, must not be misused, because his name is the name above every name. His name reveals who he is. And now we, through Christ, bear his name and are the carriers of his name as scattered exiles. Let me pray and then we'll have five to ten minutes of discussion. Our Father, we thank you for these ten words. We thank you, Father, for how they speak to us and reveal not just a people who were saved by grace, but how to live a grace-fueled life. And Father, as we consider ourselves today in 2020 as scattered exiles, we praise you for this grace that has saved us. We praise you for this grace in which we stand. And we thank you, our Father, that as we consider the name of our Lord as Christians, as little Christ, as followers of the way, we pray that as we go into our workplaces that we would not abuse his name by not living like your son, the Lord Jesus. So Father, help us even now in our discussions and our deliberations as we seek to put into practice what your word is calling us to do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>